welcome to today's episode of Between Two Cacti presented by Scottsdale Living. My name is Dr. Amber Enright, and I'll be your host for today's episode. The other host is John Doring, the founder of Scottsdale Living. The Godfather. <laughs> and he's not here with us today, but I'll be interviewing him shortly. Um, he started Scottsdale Living, and then he allowed me to help co-found Scottsdale Living Business Edition and Scottsdale Living Women's Edition. He's our friendly neighborhood realtor here in Scottsdale. Um, and we made this group really to interact with our neighbors. That's the whole point. So to get to know businesses in the area, get to know your neighbors in the area, see what's going on. And we just love our sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. We exist to turn neighbors into friends and also to help entrepreneurs connect with local com customers, as well as to give people a way to learn about their community and engage. Check us out on Facebook at Scottsdale Living, Tempe Living, and Phoenix Living, or thescottsdaleliving.com. Now, without further ado, I'd like to introduce today's guest, Tina from Knockout Plumbing. Hi, Tina. Hey, Amber. How are you doing today? I'm great. This is such an awesome opportunity for I am so excited to interview you today. You're very, uh, you just always have energy. You have a great voice. I also like your voice. <laughs> I appreciate that. So tell me a little bit about Knockout. Sure. Uh, Knockout Plumbing has been around for about four years. It was started by Dan Harper, and he was known in the Valley as the multi-million dollar guy when it came to plumbing. So he brought two or three plumbing companies full force all the way up. And he realized, okay, I think I know enough to where I can start my own company and bring what I feel are the values to plumbing and make it more affordable for folks. And that was his goal, five-star plumbing at the most reasonable rates. And that's what he's doing. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So how long have you been with Knockout? A little over two years. Uh, I met Dan um, right during the midst of COVID. And um, he came to the house and replaced a water heater. And I asked him, what's your story, man? You know, and he said, let me finish this job and then I'll tell you. So I had a lot of respect for him because he did not tell me his plans with Knockout until we stepped off my property. And I thought that's kind of groovy, you know. So I said, I've started this business on the side and um, this is where I'm at. And I said, well, let me know if you need any help. Wow. And so a couple of weeks later, we had a text conversation and here I am, business development. The rest is history, folks. It's organic, baby. I <laughs> love it. Um, I actually love that you, he basically put the job first. Like he could have sat there and like placated the question, but he said, in my company, this is important that we get exactly what we came here completely done to your satisfaction before we start this other conversation. Yes. Because that's the fluff of like uh, a whole thing, right? But um, he wanted to make sure that your job was done completely. And, and he's a class act that way because he believes in people and he still does to this day. You know, we're transforming customer service into customer care. And I think when you're in the trades, because most of the time you see trades in a moment of chaos and you need to know that if, if, if a trade person comes into your home or business in after hours or in the middle of, oh my gosh, what's happening? You need to be able to trust those folks. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. that that was Dan Harper. He was kind. He was calm. He was intelligent. And I completely trusted being there in the house by myself with him. So absolutely. That is a huge deal. I didn't even want a housekeeper to come unless I'm there to meet them first. Good point. I mean, and do, you know, how do I know who the plumber is that's coming? You know, I, I think that 
that's an amazing quality to have in a business. I, I, I don't think that I would ever be like, oh, yeah, you know, it's 10 p.m. and my sewer's backed up. I have this issue with my toilet. I'd want a plumber to come in the middle of the night. But I like that you felt that comfortable to say, no, yeah, absolutely. We're going to do this. And this is how the business is run. Absolutely. Wow. Fantastic. So um, tell us more unique things about the business model and your service. Sure. Uh, with Knockout Plumbing, we service all of the valley. So we are as far up as Cave Creek and sometimes up into Prescott. Uh, depends on a commercial job. We can go, um, gosh, down to Casa Grande and sometimes a little bit further into the north side of Tucson. Uh, we've gone as far west as Surprise and as far east as Globe and then even up north in, into Holbrook. Um, we just... We just love plumbing. You know, the, the technicians that we have, they fit a culture. And the culture is Dan Harper. And Dan Harper is you are courteous, you are fast, you are professional, you are knowledgeable, and you need to care outside of yourself. So there are times when we're a little lower uh, when it comes to our numbers and our technicians, but it's because we have a culture and that's what we stick to. So with Knockout, you can always count on a five-point checklist. We are honest, we are upfront, and we are reliable. Uh, we do what we can at the most reasonable rates. And in fact, we still don't charge a trip charge during regular service hours. Wow. Yeah, that's fantastic. To hate when I feel like I call a tradesperson and I'm just getting, you know, stuck with a lot of, I don't know, I guess like erroneous billing things. Sure. And then I'm afraid to ask about my bill because I'm a woman and I don't want to feel like I'm dumb. But see, that's also a key situation. You know, in the trades right now, there is a big push to bring women in to HVAC, into plumbing, into electrical. There's a huge movement for that. And I think that the more that we can get that balance up, the more that our customers will feel that they can trust because they are identifying something familiar in a different way. And when it comes to knockout, if, if you... If you choose us, we want to be your most trusted plumber. And to do that, we can't start throwing in all these hidden fees. Because if you, if you go to our Facebook page and you, you watch the video, it's at the top of our posts. Dan Harper and that good-looking beard has, he, he has a way of just saying, here's why I started Knockout. You know, prices are crazy. Plumbing became so commercial. It needs to be available and affordable. And that's who he is. That's why they have Knockout. I love that. My friends actually from Ohio were texting me on the Super Bowl Sunday and they had like a sewage backup and they were like having a heck of a time. One, because it was Super Bowl Sunday, I'm sure. And two, busy day for plumbing, just want to say. Oh, was it really? Well, because just the influx of people here in the Valley? Correct. Wow. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So like anytime we have a huge event here in Arizona, we drive the millions of people come. We had, we had waste management open for a week. Wait, we had Bear Jackson before that. Yes. For a week, two weekends. And that's a huge drum every year. It was amazing. I, I love the events of Arizona. Like, really. Bear Jackson, then we had Waste Management open, and the Super Bowl was the second weekend, same weekend. Um, Renaissance we Festival. Oh, Renfest. Yep. Uh, which is fantastic, by the way. It's quite one a drive best. to get out there. Yeah, but it's, it's one of the best, they say, and around the world is what we host here. I went this last year. It was fantastic. My friend is from New Jersey, and he is so into it. He's like, huzzah, everywhere we go. It's hilarious. He has a Peter Pan hat and a sword. It's it's fantastic. You have to dress up if you go to Rent. Yes, by Live the your way. life out loud if you're going to go. Yes, 100%. I wish I would have, like, worn more of the attire. But it does get hot. Chances it's still around. So it's your time. True. Get a turkey leg. 
Um, and then we have uh, baseball seasons coming up. We have spring, spring trainings kicking in. My favorite season, like like spring in Arizona. Just man, we're crushing it. Yep, the um, desert, and then the desert comes into bloom, and then it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that's why folks are here. I'm telling you, January through April. Come on. Yeah. Uh, one of the my favorite things to see is actually the Palo Verdes in bloom. They're not beautiful. So Palo Verdes are like these bright green trunk trees and they have a marigold yellow blossom and it's tiny. It's kind of like cherry blossom season in D.C. But in Arizona, we have Palo Verde season and it's allergy rich, but it is beautiful. That's a great way to say it. And that the desert becomes yellow and green. I mean, right now, just because of the rain. Just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're so fortunate. Absolutely. And then we have monsoon season, which is literally just a flood in the summer. So with all those things and those events, basically plumbing literally gets backed up. Where it takes a punch. Baby. We're up its creek. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, and sometimes Scottsdale can get a little bit smelly in Old Town in the more busy areas. Um, so if you know you're having something like that come in, is there like preventative stuff people should be doing for their plumbing at their house or checking before monsoon season or things like that that they should be really getting into? Like, what do we do, Tina? Well, the crazy thing is we don't really think about the desert being a place that might have some issues with drainage because it's the desert. So it's because it's so dry. We think that when water comes, it just soaks into the ground. But contrary, the desert in that. If that's the problem with drainage in this town, and it always has been, even as a kid, I remember water just standing in the streets. Folks didn't know how to drive in it. We didn't know how to play in it. But then once we figured it out, then it was all about dragging each other, you know, on our skateboards, on our bikes and going through the water. But when it comes to plumbing, you just have to think a little bit proactively. Number one, I would say once a month, cruise around your property. You know, take a look at the visible plumbing that you can see. So inside, open up your cabinets. It's okay. Don't be afraid. Open up your cabinets. Go down. Take a look at the plumbing at what's happening. Even if you need to, rub your hand along some of the pipes to see if there's any moisture, whatever that looks like. Um, Also, (laughs) your garbage disposal is connected to a drain pipe and not a trash can. So please remember that when you're putting things in your garbage disposal. Guilty. Guilty as charged. We all are. What are the things you're supposed to put down there and not supposed to put down there? Because I've heard a lot of myths and I'm not going to put my two cents in it yet. (laughs) Well, you know, the garbage disposal thing is, um, it's a mystery. But anything that's going to solidify at some point when it dries or cools, don't put it down your garbage. Oils. Oil, right? Anything that's like goes transition states when it warms up and then... Absolutely. And if you need to drain a pan from oil, one of the things that Dan demonstrates really well on a video in our Facebook page is he lays down in the sink uh, foil and he cups it down into the drain and then he tips the pan into that foil and lets the oil drip into the foil. So the foil is covering the base of your sink. So it just captures everything right there. Then wait for it to dry and then fold up the foil and then toss it. That is brilliant. So you're making basically a strainer with a piece of tin foil that you can just wrap up and throw away. Correct. And nothing's getting past the tin foil because it captures it. So that's one thing you can do. If your garbage disposal starts to have an odor, then please avoid putting something in it to help the odor. Perhaps you just need to have it checked. 
because it could have been the fact that you've had this garbage disposal for a few years and in Arizona, that's something you want to talk about. Um, it could be leaking in areas you don't know about. And when you're underneath your sink, there's electrical and there's water. They don't always date so well. So you might want to just give knockout a call. Um, you know, no, no don't shock yourself. Right? Be very, very afraid. <laughs> um, but just consider that uh, when you're when you're doing that. But another thing you can also do is, you know, walk around the outside of your property and where your hose bib is and your hose connects. Uh, here in Arizona, that becomes almost cemented together right. due to the weather, right? It's like calcium and the heat and all the deposits that our yes. water actually carries, right? Absolutely. And in different parts of the valley, we have different quality of water. So every once in a while as you're walking around, maybe once a month, um, you know, enjoying a cup of coffee, uh, just, you know, disconnect the hose from your hose bib and then reconnect it. Also, your main valve, you know, turn that off, turn it back on, make sure that it works. Uh, I had someone give me a text message the other day. They went out to turn off their main because they were having a water issue inside. And when they took their lever and pushed on the lever, it broke. Right. So visit these things. Do a visible inspection on your own. Those are things that you can do routinely. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be in a situation where you actually need to be able to turn a main off. You have a flood, you have something going on, you, you, you stepped on a pipe and it started shooting water into the air. Not that we've ever done that before. No, I've no. never done that. I've never done that. Never. Actually, that is not true. I When we were playing tag as kids, we had this area of our yard that we were not supposed to run in. But you know what? If you were fast enough to hurdle these bushes, you could ditch whoever was behind you. Oh, good point. Right? So we had to. And you were probably told not to run in that area or be in that area. So therefore, every time. And every time I went outside, we weren't supposed to be in that area. And so, of course, we did. And we shot water up, you know, 20 feet. The whole block had to be turned off. They had to call some, I think. We all went to bed at like 4.30 with a half a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You know what I'm talking about? We were in trouble. <laughs> but it was fantastic. Like, it was kind of cool to learn why we didn't, why we didn't need to run through that. So I had no idea. It was a pipe in the ground that was covered by white rocks. That's why. That's why. So know where your lines are. Um, know who to call. So if you're shooting water, is that the city call or do you call your plumber? Well, it depends on what's happening there. So there is a city or county responsibility regarding your sewer. And then there, there is your responsibility as the property owner regarding your sewer. So bottom line, if there's an issue, right away, call a plumber, get someone out there to take care of it. And then from that, find out what your responsibilities are. And sometimes you can even ask your insurance agent. Uh, they should be able to provide clarity regarding sewer responsibility that way. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Man, insurance uh, adjusters and uh, reps get a lot of weird questions. Yes. Like the oh, most. They should put the like a coffee table book or something, right? I agree. I'm going to suggest that to Gay Paola as current wires. Okay. Done. Um, so it, what's like kind of the weirdest situation you ever walked into with a plumbing situation? You're like, this was completely preventable. Absolutely. You know, that cute little hose that comes from the back of the refrigerator into the wall. It's yeah. your dispensary. Uh-huh. And it can cause a lot of trouble for that little hose. So if you can, have a plumber install a valve on that hose in the wall. So as it comes out, you can actually go behind, pull out your fridge, and you can turn that valve off if there's an issue. Because I can, I, I can say that just taking a look at our system, those are some of the main causes of 
in-home floods is that little tiny hose. Um, that's actually interesting because I'm thinking about my parents' house and they have this little drip I thought was coming from their um, the ice water dispenser. I thought it was coming from the front, but I think it's coming from the back because I could see the wear in the tile like in the front. So maybe it's coming from underneath from that thing dripping a little bit. It, it could. And you know, one of the things that you can do really is once a month, pull the fridge out just real gently and and clean back there, but also inspect and see what's going on. Look for evidence that there might be some water situation. Okay. Especially when our weather fluxes. That's really good advice. What about water softeners? Okay, I'm going to ask about this because when I stay at my Aunt Linda's house, she has like really nice water and my hair feels different. I live in an apartment, so I can't put a water softener into my apartment because I live there temporarily. I mean, I guess I could. Some some apartment um, management uh, communities will allow you to hook up. They'll have a space where you can hook up a softener if you would like. Most do not, of course. But when it comes to water softeners, who knew how crazy this this business could be? And here in Arizona, if you can, you know, talk to Knockout, talk to Dance, talk to our plumbing techs because there are different softeners they will recommend depending upon the location in the valley. I live in the East Valley near the Superstition Mountains. The water's pretty good there. But um, Knockout actually installed a fusion system. So the top of the tank is a carbon filter and the bottom is an actual salt softener. So how do I know it's working really well? Is recently the text came to do a six-month check on all of our water filtration. And when he took the cartridges out of our RO system, he said, wow, your fusion system's doing a great job because these cartridges don't even need replacing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's really important to get to the source right there as it's coming into your home instead of trying to to almost walk it back to where you start at the faucet and, and you actually hook something onto the faucet, you know, go right at the source where it comes into your home. So I'm going to ask some more kind of, I guess, off questions because plumbing is really important. In, in countries where they don't have good quality of water, you see, you know, literally li less lifespan, um, higher health rate concerns. What are things like we just, you know, learned about Flint, Michigan and how important it is to kind of be know if you should be even, I guess, drinking what you're taking in and how do we know? Is that like something that you have people ask you about? Like, can you test the quality of our water if you came to my house? Uh, sure, we can to an extent. And the most important thing I can tell you uh, with water quality is if, if you pour water into a glass, a see-through glass, and you see little bubbles happening, that's a pretty good thing because that means there's enough oxygen in the water, right? So that's more purified. However, if you start to see some sediment moving around or something that looks almost like oily in nature, and it might be really faint, you may want to consider having some kind of filtration system there. Also, if it's not quite clear or if it has any type of odor to it, and that can actually be traced to maybe your hot water heater, depending upon what kind of water we're talking about, there could be an odor coming through that. So there's different ways that you can look at it. But most importantly, follow your intuition. I have definitely stayed at some places where the water smells sulfurous, not just like on vacation, but at some beast house where the, is that like a thing? Is that, that's from the water heater? It absolutely can be. Uh, and, and typically a tank water heater should be serviced every six months oh or as recommended by the manufacturers, right? So one thing, and many folks may not know this, and I didn't know it till recently, 
the liner inside your water heater is glass, which sort of makes sense because things are heated. How does that work? Uh, so you want to make sure that, that, first of all, that glass is in proper working order, mm -hmm. the liner. The second thing is here in Arizona, you know, sediment and a few other things we talked about, you know, service it, flush that water heater. Um, if you're going to DIY it, please, please do your research because using cold water into a water heater can actually crack that glass liner, right? Or just give, knock out a call. We have a plumbing maintenance plan uh, for one year is about 150 bucks, two years, 270. And it includes servicing your water heater in there every six months or a suggested manufacturer. If you have a tankless water heater, especially if you're a gas customer and you have a tankless, you can go a year and a half or so without um, maintenancing that. But you're paying, you know, extra bread out front to have a tankless, but it really ends up paying for itself pretty quickly. I mean, that transition from having a heated water tank to a tankless water heater is pretty magical in anybody's house. <laughs> if you really experience is. it, you're like, we don't wait for hot water. Correct. Uh, it's less maintenance. Correct. We don't have to do anything for this. And like, I, I, you can have seven people shower in a row. Everybody can stay at my house now. Absolutely. <laughs> and then you don't necessarily have to have the tankless in your garage taking up space. You can have it mounted on the exterior of your home. So there's different places to look at that. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. I That was a fantastic transition to go through. Um, although unfortunately necessary because the hot water heater blew. And who I, I had no idea that you're supposed to have these things checked every six months. I I mean, when you do that, all I'm thinking is Arizona has the hardest water of of most states. We're, we're in the desert. And so if you live here, I guess if you don't live here, you don't know that like when you take a shower, the calcium literally builds on everything. So it's almost impossible not to have water spots. Even when it rains, it doesn't just rinse off of our cars. It like sticks to it, Correct. sticks to everything. I hate thinking that that stuff is going into my body. So is it recommended like for health reasons to have a water filtration system Absolutely. in your house? Absolutely. And, and I think that if we start to put ourselves first and we think of the animals in our home, we think of the animals on our property, you know, um, but I was contacted recently by a rancher out in Queen Creek, and they wanted to actually install mist systems for their horses and around the horse stalls. Uh, and we do that. We love doing high-pressure mist systems. So it was really important that she understand, hey, not only is this going to help, of course, the health of, of our horses, we love them so much, but it's also just going to be overall a better situation for our property in general. Um, you know... <laughs> Getting back to water heaters real quick, if you are unsure about how old your water heater is, here in the desert, seven, eight, nine years is about max. And then after that is a risk factor. I mean, really can't even guarantee five or six years anymore. Um, but just keep that in mind. So if, if, if us just talking about a water heater has you thinking, huh, I wonder if I've never checked mine. I bought this house five years ago. I've never even thought about it. I mean, it looks good if I look at it. So, if, you know, visit your water heater, talk sweet to her, and make sure that you can actually see that there are no issues on top, around, or that there's actually a tray underneath that tank water heater just in case. The uh, misters for the horses. Wow, that's really cool. Sure. Do you, I mean, We think about it for restaurants, right? We yes. think about it outside our patio around our barbecue so we can be all groovy. Yeah, Diego pops with them in and I was like, I can now spend more time here. 
but it's actually true, sure. Yeah. So here in Arizona, we have to actually even think beyond that and think of our, of our animals. Yeah, love it. Um, so tell me a little bit more about the experience. I know you guys do like a, a five-star experience when, when someone's coming out. What does that mean? Most importantly is, number one, we're going to get in there. We're going to knock it out. We're going to get out of the way, right? Secondly is... Dan's experience alone is over 20 years. With the current team that we have, we have nearly 40 years of experience with commercial and residential. So there really isn't anything we haven't seen, right? And what we're going to do is we're going to present you with A, B, and C options on what, number one, you can afford and what we think is going to be the best decision for you. And we're not going to pressure you. We're not going to upsell you. We're just going to say, here's the deal. We're going to be honest and upfront. Um, and if at the end of the day, if Dan Harper doesn't think that a customer is happy and he doesn't think that the right thing was done, I will receive a text message or a call that night and we'll talk it through. That's just who he is. And it will bother him. So when, you, that. when you think about knockout plumbing, it is Dan Harper. It's who he is. It's a family business. It's a legacy business. His goal is that one of his kids will take it over or a family member. Um, he has four kids. Uh, I'm rooting for any four of them. I'm really rooting for Chloe. I'd like to see her take it over, but that's just Chloe. that's just being the coach more right there. But it's important to him. This isn't just he's not a business owner. He's a business leader. I like that. So uh, obviously, you have a lot of passion behind this business, and I like that because it it tells a little bit about you. Um, so tell me a little about about you. You're actually from Scottsdale. You're one of the raised in one of you right here in this area. Rode my bike around. I went to the spent time in the library. Um, used to go to the movies right there. You know, that was back when, wow, we could not just have to go to one theater. We could go to two or three options in one location. Um, we would hang out at Los Olivos. We thought, man, you had to have a lot of money to go to Los Olivos and have a meal. It was a big deal, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, the Sugar Bowl, that was for special occasions, you go to the Sugar Bowl. Um, you know, th this, I have literally a memory everywhere I look in Old Town Scottsdale. So we are really right down the street from Los Olivos and the Mission and um, right, right, like, I don't know, perpendicular to the Sugar Bowl. Yep. I also, my every time my dad comes into town, we go and get ice cream at the Sugar Bowl. Oh, you do? Every time. So we, when spring training is here, in March, sure, we're definitely all going to do that. All my dance and uncle, anybody that comes into town, my brothers and sisters, I have a huge family. So it's just like, it's a cool thing that my dad wants to go get mint chocolate chip at the Sugar Bowl. Well, it's the Sugar Bowl. It's the Sugar Bowl. I mean, that's what it comes down to. But just the progress alone here in Old Town to me has been remarkable. You know, I grew up going to the Los Arcos Mall. That's now, you know, education and tech based. I grew up at Papago Plaza, our neighbors owned. Um, Baskin and Robbins in Papago Plaza and we'll ride our bikes up there and have ice cream. Uh, gold medal ribbon for the win. Yeah, man. Greenleaves and cream. Those two. Come on. But I'm also with your dad, man. The whole chocolate men thing. I kind of dig yeah. that. So, yeah. But I love all of that. So, for me, just this is my living autobiography, being in this area. This is every memory I've ever had. I love that. Um, what's your favorite place to go out in town and relax with, like, family? Uh, what, what's your ultimate favorite place where you're like, I need to go chill? So here in Old Town, I mean, Los Olivos, because there's so much history there and that whole area right there. 
Because being a kid and sitting outside on a patio and having a meal, that was, you were outside. You know, you didn't even think about being inside. You, we wore our bikes out, right? So yes. we were outside all the time. So for me, being there near, you know, the Performing Arts Center, being in that whole area, being down by the fountain. I remember being in high school and, you know, when you'd um, initiate people into a club, right? You would go in the middle of the night and you would kidnap them. Oh, I mean, you set up with their parents, of course, yeah. but you would kidnap them, take them there and make them do crazy things in the middle of the night. Um, that's what we did at Old Coronado. <laughs> so, you know, this whole idea of just being outside, I could sit outside anywhere in Old Town mm -hmm. and feel like I'm home. So for me, that's that's what this whole this whole area is. And and that's the Scottsdale I know. You know, when I was in high school, we would end every concert band um, performance where we would play a song that was composed by our band director because he was the founding band director at Coronado. And there was some lyric in there. And one of the last lines of the lyric was, Scottsdale is the West most Western town. And we sang that. So being a young person, I thought, we live in the coolest place, right? We have this outdoor mall, which was awesome. Goldwaters was at the anchor of Scottsdale Fashion Square back in the time of that. Um, my parents knew the Goldwaters. My mother worked for Mrs. Goldwater. My mom worked in local government for Mayor Drinkwater at the time. Um, you know, so we were connected. My parents owned uh, businesses. They also had full-time jobs. So this, I was immersed in this. this. This is my home. So it's just so nice to be back here having a conversation with you in my old haunts. And there's probably a lot of secrets around here, so hopefully people don't give them away too much. But it's just full circle for me to sit here with you today and just have this chat. I love that. I actually love that you brought up Goldwater because here's a secret that I am willing to share, a very commercial secret, but you might not know about it. Arizona has like a boxed chili. And it's called Arizona's Best Chili, and it's in a box. It's in a tan box. Well, Goldwater actually has the Senator's Chili and it says Goldwater on it. Sure does. It is amazing and it's got the perfect amount of brown sugar. So if you're looking for a recipe that's very Arizona and you're not here, it is it is amazing. I love it. I, I mean, I'm crushing it out there with my chili game because of this recipe. So if you want a little taste of Arizona somewhere and you're not here, check that out. The easiest thing in the world to make in your crock pot or in spot or whatever. I love it. But yeah, take Arizona with you. Oh, always, always. Oh, now I'm going to have to have that today. Or you used to ride your bike all over here. All over here. I feel like I used to ride my bike all the time, and I would probably not choose to ride my bike around here anymore. It's really busy. It's really busy, and it's really congested. And like any town that has um, a gathering atmosphere about it, it's now going vertical, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember at the corner of Scottsdale Road and Campbellback when they built that building right there, and it was so tall and it blocked the mall. And I thought, oh my gosh. Is this a waterfront? I said, it's, it's starting, right? Yes. And then they started redeveloping all of that. And I remember when, you know, you'd ride your bike down here in Old Town and you, you went into Sabas and tried on a hat, or you walked through us. Did you work or take? Yeah, I think they did. Maybe so sad. Maybe they just relocated. I think they closed, closed right at the beginning of COVID. Yeah, but if you, like going country shopping, yeah. like go buy a pair of boots. That's super. Arizona. That's what you did when you came to town, right? Yeah. And if you were here for like the Parada del Sol 
or whatever it was. You got a pair of boots. Then you walk through Gilbert Ortega Gallery, and that was like, what a cool family they are. You know, and you walk through there, and this is, or you go to Molly's and you'd have Thai food or whatever it was. You had all these options. Mm-hmm. And I love it, but you're right, man. You know, riding a bike around here, um, it's a little scarier, but don't be afraid. Yeah. No, it's... Old Town is everything, and it has everything you could ever imagine. Yeah, once you get down here, you don't want to, like, go wander around. You want to be down here. Yep. Um, I just had Capriati's the other day. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. They're, I don't know, they have a sign on their door that says World's Best Sandwich. I agree. Uh, it was definitely, good. it was the best. Oh, yeah. I brought it in here, actually. We did a podcast, and people were biting my sandwich, and they were like, this is so good. It really was. Yeah, because you'd go there, and then you'd walk down the tattoo shop. was in the corner there, and you'd be like, wow, let's, let's get some ink today. I mean, this is this is who we are here in Old Town. I agree. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I think some of my other favorite places to go are really, like, activity-based places in your town. I love going to Patty's to play pool, but sometimes it gets a little bit too busy for me. Yikes. It's it's the coolest place, though. And if you go in a time when it's not busy, it's even better. If there's dollars all over the wall, you write something on it and leave your little nostalgia piece on there. Um, they've got shuffleboard and darts. And it's just like a it's an outdoor indoor divey place. It, yeah. For grown. You're not going there for like a steak dinner. You're not in there to like have a cheap drink. You're going there for drinks with an ex, baby, because that's exactly what this town is now being set up for. I mean, it's family friendly, but at the same time, you can go anywhere dressed however you want to be and enjoy something and meet someone. There's yeah. nothing better than just striking up a conversation with someone that you don't know. Yeah. I, like, what brought you to Scottsdale? Very rarely will someone say, hey, I grew up here, but it's kind of cool getting everybody's stories. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so tell us, do you guys have any specials going on right now at Knockout? Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. We have a $64 drain clearing. So for $64, bucks, we will come out, clear one drain and fill it with a camera inspection. And if you do that, of course, during regular service hours, there's no trip charge. Uh, the other thing is the plumbing maintenance plan that I mentioned. One year, about $150, bucks, 2 year for $270. And that includes a visible inspection of all your plumbing. We do clear one drain and fill it with a camera inspection. Uh, we will waive any emergency fees during that PMA. Uh, we will discount all future plumbing even after your PMA runs out. Um, and one of the things that's really cool about the PMA is that we will come and service your water heater every six months or suggested by your manufacturer. So that's included in your PMA. I mean, just one year alone for those services is over $500. So if you're thinking about something like that or you know someone who just purchased their first property, it's a great gift to give them a plumbing maintenance agreement. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. First time homeowner's gift. Sure. Your kids are getting into a situation they don't know about. Or just if you think somebody doesn't really know anything about that, that might be something useful. And a lot of folks are downsizing, right? So they're selling the big houses. They're, they're buying smaller places or they're purchasing multifamily. So why not just give them peace of mind and get them through that first year so that, that at least someone's taking a look at something and get them on the right track? And honestly, I don't know if I can find anything that's uh, less than $70 that seems as valuable as that today. Oh, my gosh. It's insane. It's really, really, really is. Is there anything else that you want to share about Knockout and how do we reach you? Uh, you can actually go to our website, knockoutplumbingaz.com. Uh, you can call directly, of course, 602-284-5499. And you can follow us on Facebook. 
If you do go to our website, uh, you can book your appointment straight on right there if you'd like. Take a look at what we have to offer. Um, but most importantly, just know that it's customer care with Knockout, and you are first, and we will treat you like And you are not getting out of here without doing the tagline. Don't <laughs> even think about it. I want to hear it. Right on. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Knockout Plumbing, serving our customers and our community with a knockout job, baby, 24-7. I love that. Thank you so much, Tina. It's been so fun to have you on. Thank you, Sugar. I love this very much. Yay. Do it again. Anytime. Anytime. You're fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you.